Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Blackhawks on tap postgame show. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Patrick Comiskey. We are discussing the first Blackhawks playoff win since 2016. It should be a good one here. A lot to get into, but before we do that, make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Four Feathers Pod and at on tap Sportsnet. You can find us on Instagram at those same handles as well. Now that that's out of the way, Patrick, Hawks win. We, we, first time I've been able to say that um, since the end of the Edmonton series. First one in this series. Uh, it was do or die today, and uh, they did. Well, Corey Crawford did. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Corey Crawford did. No one else did. I, I don't think there's a single other person who wore red tonight who had a good game other than Corey Crawford. Everyone looked like shit. It looked like everyone was ready to get out of the bubble other than Corey Crawford. I mean, that was, it's funny. I thought they played decently in game three. They fought. They did not. This was the worst game they played this series by far. And coincidentally enough, playoff hockey, it's the only one they win. So they looked like shit. They looked like absolute shit. And Corey Crawford just gives you an all-time performance. I don't know if he, even he, I don't know if he's ever looked that good. Yeah, definitely, Patrick. So this was a 3-1 to victory for the Blackhawks. They scored two first-period goals and then got an empty netter uh, from Alex Dabrinkit at the end to ice this thing. But uh, like you had said, the, the guy that we're all talking about here is Corey Crawford. Um, he was 48-49 of 49, uh, on shots tonight. Uh, nine saves on the power play. Did not let up a goal there. One save shorthanded. 38-39 um, of 39 at even strength here. Good for a 980 save percentage. A uh, guy just stood on his head. I mean, that's, that's what this is. It's the Crow Show. We're going to talk a lot about Crow and obviously some of the breakdowns and uh, how good Vegas was here. But just super impressive, Patrick. Yeah, I, I don't think you could say enough, and it's it's tough to put it into words. He was just magnificent, and you you kind you kind of seen it at the end there. I think there was about three minutes left. He looked fucking tired because yes. he was that had to have been a mentally draining game, physically all that. The, the the ice was about as tilted as it could far as it could fucking go. Everything was coming Corey Crawford's way, and he just found a way. Um, a lot of those weren't easy saves either. I think Vegas could have easily netted five, six goals tonight. Easily. They, they were buzzing. Man, they looked they looked really good. The Hawks were just, you know, always two steps behind on the on the puck battles. Uh they couldn't they couldn't complete a pass to save their lives. Even Patrick Kane, it was just way off on the passing tonight. No one looked interested in playing tonight other than him, and he just he went out and got him, and he he laid everything out on the line, and that was that was truly special. Yeah, absolutely. So to give you a picture of what uh, Corey Crawford was dealing with here, Vegas almost doubled up the Blackhawks in shots. Uh, the final was forty nine to twenty five in the shot department. There, um, they had three power play opportunities as well. Like I'd mentioned, nine saves on the power play uh, for Corey Crawford. Um, and when you get into the scoring chances uh, here, absolutely lopsided. Like Patrick had said, as tilted as the ice could be. Um, the Blackhawks had 10 scoring chances. The Vegas Golden Knights put together 36 uh, for high danger chances. The Blackhawks only had three. Vegas got 14. Uh, so grade A saves by Corey Crawford. No doubt about that. Um, it, it was as tilted as you could 
could be. I, I think you said it perfectly when this is probably the worst game that they've played uh, in the series because there are at least some positives to take out of other ones and, you know, some tough bounces. Obviously, the Blackhawks have now hit, what, 13 posts uh, in the postseason. So then I, I kind of go back to this, Patrick, as this could possibly be a little bit of the puck luck bouncing back. Uh, the hockey gods finally awarding the Blackhawks, even though they played a shit game overall tonight. Um, still, you know, the, the greasy, the, the Drake Kajula goal, that was a nice setup by Olimata and Kajula was in the right place. It came at the 408 marker of the first, but then Matthew Highmore's goal. He scored from below the goal line, Patrick, your guy. Yeah, my God, that was, that was something. I mean, Robin Leonard with the ultra weird move of trying to make a save purposely with his head, uh, that didn't go too well. He kind of deflected it in himself. Uh, but you know, you know what? It's, it's playoff hockey. You put the puck on net. You know, weird shit happens. Uh, you've seen it there. You just—they need more of this, man. Just put the puck on the net, especially because it gets talked about no less than ten to fifteen times every game. The ice is dog shit because they're playing all these games on it. Uh, yeah. The passing—it's not going to be smooth. Put the puck on net. It's, you know, if you're shooting it uh, along the ice too, good chance it's going to take a little skip on its way there. Yeah, it's going to—it ch- might change directions without hitting anyone. Put it on net. Do do it. Just do the little things, and you know, Highmore did. He put it on net there. Um, I think he said in the presser that you know he wasn't really even trying to do that, um, and it just hey, it, it went in, found its way, and that ends up being your game winner. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was the game winner because uh, just 18 seconds after the uh, Blackhawks scored it with Matthew Highmore, they scored goal number two there. Um, that came at 1340, but then at the 1358 mark, Shea Theodore rips a blast uh, that gets through some traffic, uh, beats Corey Crawford, the one time he was beaten all night. But, Patrick, I think it's a good point that you make about the ice conditions there because I believe they said that um, Calgary and Dallas played on that same sheet of ice before. They were the earlier slotted game, and that went into overtime. So, you're only talking about an hour, 15, hour, 20 minutes before that there was just a full game, full 60 plus some. Uh, it ended in the first overtime. Luckily, it wasn't a uh, five overtime affair like uh, Tampa and Columbus saw in their first game. But still, uh, like you said, the ice is going to be shoddy. Yeah, you know, that's going to be a theme throughout these playoffs because the ice wasn't great. They talked about it. And right now you got uh St. Louis and Vancouver trying to play a game on it now. I mean, that just speaks to the level that you're dealing yeah. with here. Uh, Tuesday, when we come back for game five, they're the late game. So you're you're going to be playing again after a couple games. It's not going to be good. It's also, I know this is in Canada, but it's summer out. You know, it's yes. it's warm up there. They've had the ice weather there, too. Yeah, the ice is shit. You know, so it is what it is. It's something you have to play play through. In my opinion, when the ice is bad, that kind of, if anything, benefits the less skilled team, which mm. is clearly the Hawks. Uh, but that's not to say, like, if you get outworked, then it doesn't benefit you. And the Hawks were getting outworked through about, I don't know, all 60 minutes of this game. So, you know, it, it's nice that they got this win and Crawford uh, got them there. But if they come out and play like this in game five, they'll be... Uh, they can warm up the jet and they can be heading back home to Chicago because you ain't going to get another one of these out of Crawford. That's way too much to ask for. That's way too much to uh, expect. Uh, they play like shit. You know, you can't do this again. That was that was kind of a piss poor effort. You know, they just they got beat everywhere. You, you, I've never seen a team lose so many board battles like mm-hmm. they just got outworked, outmanned. Um Vegas looked like they were bigger. They looked like they were faster. They they just the puck kept finding them. Talked about you know Shea Theodore uh, with his goal. I thought that pairing of him and Martinez 
they look pretty damn good, and they look pretty damn good in the offensive zone as well. They create they create a lot. Uh, they're both good. They can move the puck. They uh, they they're great at winning those puck battles. You know, that's a pair that I thought gave the Hawks all sorts of trouble. And for a couple defensemen, they were giving them a lot of trouble just in the offense. And when they were on offense, you know, those two look great. Uh, got the Hawks have just got to be harder on the puck. You know, you've yes. seen it way too often tonight. Dylan Strome, he looked disinterested, in my opinion. Uh, he's soft on the puck. I mean, that's that's pretty typical for him to be soft on the puck. Alex Dabrinkit, I mean, he got the empty netter, his first playoff goal. Um, but he, he, he looked pretty soft on the puck at times. Obviously, Alex Nylander was soft on the puck. That might as well be his middle name. You know, you just can't have efforts like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I thought the Hawks' fourth line... Well, decent. If if there was one positive, they played pretty well. Uh, they they always play hard, you know. But they didn't they didn't get a lot of ice time. Yeah. I, I honestly, I probably would have given them a little bit more because you weren't getting shit out of the other three lines. So what does it matter? Yeah. This and was a game pretty, where Patrick Kane didn't even look good. Yeah, and you were pretty much already conceding that you were just playing defense the whole game anyway. And who who better to play defense out there than a fourth line? And then you know, obviously, right. you roll you roll heavy minutes with your uh, big guns on on the back end there, and uh, Duncan Keith, Connor Murphy, Calvin Nahan, um, all of those types, even only Mata up there above the 20 minute mark. So, um, yeah, interesting. When you talk about being hard on the puck, though, I think Tracy Myers had a great tweet, Patrick. I retweeted it from the Four Feathers account during the game, but um, she had said that Marion Hossa needs to come back and give them lessons about winning puck battles. And I could not agree with her more. Yeah, that it was just, it was insane. They, they were losing them end over end. No one out there could do shit. I thought, you know, Carpenter maybe was one that was getting after it. He was winning some puck battles because he was playing with a little fire behind him. You know, he, he looked yeah. like he had jump in his step. No one else did. Uh, but, you know, these top, like, everyone, everyone didn't look too good in this one. I thought this was, uh, people keep asking the question, is something wrong with Patrick Kane? He looks a little off. He looked off tonight. Um, he, the power play, it looked like they were trying to run it through him, but he just, he didn't have his normal look to him. He had some chances when he missed the net a couple times, he he had a couple passes where, you know, he's passing the puck to a wide open guy and he missed it completely. Mm -hmm. He looks off, which is weird. This is something we've never really seen before, especially in a playoff. He's struggling. Um, you didn't get, you didn't get a whole lot out of the top line either, and then that line that they started with Strom, Dabrinkit, and Nylander, Jesus Christ, give me a break. They looked absolutely fucking terrible. When, when you're relying on Alex Dabrinkit to be your uh, workhorse, yeah, you're that's, 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 a, that's, that's a bad situation to be in, yeah. Um, definitely uh, all, all good observations there, Patrick. Uh, just a few more things from this game that uh, I had to go through. Um you know, it, obviously, you talk about the shot totals there. Vegas almost hitting the 50 mark. Uh, they were at 49. But um, if there's one thing that, you know, obviously not a whole lot of offense here, but if we're talking defensively, one thing that uh, um, they can at least hang their hat on a little bit is uh, blocking 32 shots. Now, it's not great. You don't want to block a lot of shots because that means you're giving up so many opportunities. But uh, the willingness to be able to get out in front uh, and put the body on the line to do that, that helps grow. Because think about how many more saves you'd have to make uh, if more of those get through. So um, I guess that's just one takeaway that I have there uh, in the block department. You know, Keith and Murphy each with four there. Calvin Hahn with five. Uh, you're pretty standard uh, names that you expect to see in that category. But yeah, basically just uh, can't really be a dead horse anymore. Uh, nothing going offensively here. Uh, my only comment, though, on when you're talking about Patrick Kane is, uh, do you remember back game two, uh, he had three assists. 
um, in that game. Yeah. So on all three goals of the Blackhawks scored. So I'm not completely, first of all, he's a world-class talent. Yes, he does look off. I agree with you hundred percent, but um, I do think that there's still, even when he's off, he, he can still get on the score sheet. That wasn't the case tonight, but uh, in that game too, I think that's something that they can draw from. And if they need, if they want to win uh, another game going forward here and extend this thing uh, once more uh, on Tuesday night, um, they're going to have to draw off of the effort they put forth in period two of game two. That was by far their best period. Go, I said, told Tony, uh, our panelist, Tony Marchese earlier um, on the phone, I said, Matt Meacham, video coach, go break down every fucking shift of that second period from game two. Figure out what holes you were able to exploit in Vegas's game uh, and how you were able to control the puck much better uh, than we've seen at any other point in the series. So that, that's what I would do uh, adjustments-wise going uh, forward for game five here. But um, one last thing I need to address about this game is uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> forward. Um, he Early in the game, it was a clean hit, but he comes, he rams Doc by the end boards. Um, it, it, like I said, it was a clean hit, but even when, you know, your star players and Doc, obviously with all the increased minutes he's getting, he's definitely a star player for the Blackhawks. So I think you need to start treating, uh, defending him like you would a Patrick Kane. Um, I do think that's the case. And not only was it that hit, you know, he, it's hard to get mad about a clean hit, but you know, you still remember that the guys on the bench remember that, uh, he also had a very nasty slash on Alex to uh, as the Brinkett was coming down to score that empty netter at the end of the game. And then he also, uh, came over to the boards as Debrinket circled the net and rammed him uh, into the boards and Debrinket gave him a little cross check back. But um, Patrick, if the Blackhawks are going to say that they're going to, you know, look like they're going to stand up for themselves, uh, Max Pacioretty needs to get lit up on uh, in game five on Tuesday night. I'm not, I'm not talking about injury. I'm not condoning that, but you have to send a message. Uh, so I would put Connor Murphy on it. Um, I, I really would. You're talking big bodies uh, that can deliver a jolt. Uh, that's what I would do. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that was that was just ridiculous. Um, and, and you're it up like three to one. slash, and you're up three to one in the series. It's you know, let's get over it. You know, the, you you lost to a hot goalie. I mean, you're 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 going to win this series if you're Max Pacioretty and the Golden Knights. I mean, you got to feel that way. You outplayed them. I understand being frustrated, but that's just ridiculous. Um, you know, you see, and he got fined already. 25k but i mean you got to look at that that's ridiculous you got to answer that bell too if you're the hawks because that was he got him twice he gets him on the slash then he gives him a rough ride into the boards after a goal i mean the play is over you can't allow that to happen um like you said yeah you got you got to make a statement you know we're not going to be bullied we're not going to back down um especially i mean you do that to the smallest guy on the ice too i mean give me a fucking break um, that, that's just a cowardly move. And, you know, you have to answer to that. And, you know, that's a dirty play on his part. You know, let's, if, if this game score wise gets out of hand, um, in game five, I think if you're the Hawks, that's something you remember. That's something you have in the back of your mind. And I don't think you should be, uh, I don't think you should be treating him too kindly out on the ice. Yeah, so I, I think uh, number 67 in uh, he'll be back in the gray uh, jersey on Tuesday night should keep his head on a swivel when uh, number 91 in white and number 5 in white are on the ice. Um, that's just my opinion there. Uh, maybe even 36, Matthew Highmore. Um, could could be a customer to uh, deliver a jolt <clears throat> to uh, Max Pacioretty here. But, <clears throat> excuse me. 
All right, uh, let's move on to uh, looking forward to uh, game five of the series. Uh, it will be on Tuesday night, uh, 9.30 start. I know people probably aren't too happy about that, but after getting a couple of games slotted earlier, uh, they are back in that time frame. There's kind of varying that uh, to get different TV exposures here. So uh, keys going forward, game five, Patrick. Uh, you gotta You got to play harder. I mean, you're not getting that again from Crawford. Again, we, we talked about it a million times. I, I don't think anything can be more important than just being harder on the puck. You know, you can't be this soft against Vegas. They're too good. They're too deep. Um, you, you never get a break from Vegas because all four lines are very good. So you, you just have to constantly keep coming. Um, I think realistically, defensively, uh, I don't know. You just you got to get more, more time in your own end of the ice. I mean... Because we talked about it, they they did decently in their zone. They weren't horrendous. It's just the fact that they were constantly in their zone. Yes, they blocked a lot of too. shots. You know, they blocked a lot of shots. The defense, you, you talked about that. I think they were fine down there, I guess. Um, that's, <laughs> you know, obviously they weren't good. But, you know, you just got to you gotta keep coming a little bit more. I mean, today's effort ain't going to cut it. Um, if I'm Colleton, I am taking a long look at the effort you got out of some of these forwards tonight because it was egregious. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm dishing up t- ice time accordingly. I wouldn't be scared to bump Ryan Carpenter up in the lineup, and I wouldn't be scared to tell Dylan Strom to take a fucking seat. You know, because I, I, out of everyone other than Alex Nylander, I think it's implied that he's going to be the worst forward on most nights and he's going to be the laziest forward and he did essentially get benched tonight which i thought was a nice little change of pace from Colin because he was awful but yeah. I, it, to me, my biggest takeaway from this game was don't strom don't cut it out there man in games like these where you know guys are where it's kind of a grind them out game and you got vegas flying around they're hitting people they're hard on the puck dylan strom just he, he didn't look interested in my mm-hmm. eyes. And if I'm Colleton, I'm taking a long look at that. He cannot be out there. And I'll tell you what, he cannot be on the ice when Patrick Kane's out there. You want to know why Patrick Kane isn't producing? Look who the hell he has to skate with. You know, <laughs> he's had he's had instances where he's got Alex fucking Nylander on his line, or he's got Alex Debrinkit, who's been struggling mightily these entire playoffs. Um, or it, anytime, it, Doc should be centering him at all times, in my opinion. Um, I would like to see Saad on Kane's line, give him a competent forward, give the guy yeah. some fucking help because he's not getting it. I, he almost looks frustrated out there. So kind of, if you look at my keys in my eyes, Colin's got to take a little bit of a stranglehold on this and, you know, get guys out there who have interest in fucking playing and battling because you didn't see it tonight. And it was in my eyes, kind of obvious the guys who weren't battling, they weren't giving you enough and Hey, they don't want to play. That's fine. They can be the big money guys. They can be the guys with the potential. Get the guys out there who want to play. Yeah, I, I like all those keys, Patrick. Um, uh, my biggest thing for on ice is, yeah, sure, you know, you're defending a lot and whatever. And I know it can be tough, and Vegas has a lot of crafty players, um, and they get to the right areas. But uh, I felt like they did a better job of it earlier on in the series and obviously slipped way off today. Protect the house, and the house meaning those areas uh, from the goal line up to the circles um, around the net protect the house uh they did much better job uh, against edmonton of that than they did during the regular season um so th- that's got to 
come back. Uh, you got to reinstill that mentality there. And then um, offensively, like I said, I, I would go and tell Matt Meacham to go and break down period two of game two and, and find what the holes were there offensively. And then I agree with your uh, thing about Patrick Kane, get him some help there. Um, I, I really like the idea of Kirby Doc because he's showing that he can be responsible defensively. So maybe you can get Patrick Kane flying the zone a little bit. And, you know, maybe you're not getting the best setup chances. It's hard to do that against Vegas and really camp out in the zone. But you, maybe you could fly and get a few rush chances. Um, I think that that could be a way for the Blackhawks to find the back of the net here um, in this one. So uh, that, that's about all I've got on this one. Like I mentioned, this game is at 930 on Tuesday night. It'll be on NBC Sports Chicago, NBC Sports Network. So um, the Blackhawks, once again, it's do or die. I uh, got to keep this thing alive. Uh, Vegas leads the series three to one. But, uh, you know, when even how much you got dominated uh, from a uh, number standpoint, the the goal column is the only one that counts here. So uh, take the positivity of a win and, and try and tr- translate that over um, a- after your day of rest. That's also a big thing, too. Today was a second of a back-to-back, uh, something to remember. Um, and they will have that off day back again in between uh, Game 4 and Game 5. So you got any final thoughts before I close this thing down, Patrick? Yeah, I do have one more, and I think I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Uh, we got to clear the zone a little bit better as well. Uh, you talk about all these chances Vegas got. I, I'd love to get a number on how many like second chance opportunities they got yeah. after the Hawks didn't clear the zone yeah, because that, that's, my that's, God was that egregious. Um, I know I know we're basically the Calvin DeHaan podcast, but uh, not one of his better uh, showings tonight. Yeah, I, I'd say probably one of his rougher nights as a Blackhawk. Um, I had the number pulled up for. Uh, Hans shots for and against and it was it was a little terrifying if I can find this yeah he was he was on the ice for two shots for and 20 against Oof. so uh that that'll that'll show you there how rough of a go he had it at tonight um I mean he, you know he's been one of the bright spots for the Hawks this year I think you can maybe expect a little bounce back from him you're gonna need it because you know and he he was turning the puck over a lot tonight, failing clearing. But you know he's far from the only one. All around, it wasn't a good effort. But they they've got to find a way to clear the zone. Um, sometimes even it's not ideal. You don't want to ice the puck, but you know sometimes if that's what it takes, ice the damn puck because yep. there's nothing worse than turning it over at the blue line and letting one of their defensemen who have shown that they will be active and a lot of them have good shots. A lot of them can handle the puck. Well, a lot of them can move that puck. Well, you don't want to give them these opportunities because you keep giving them, they're going to start ending up in the back of the net. Yeah, for sure. Uh, four giveaways for Calvin DeHaan tonight, too. Um, and even beyond that, he just doesn't seem as sure uh, when, when he's going looking for an outlet. So also a thing that can help, uh, like I mentioned on Mikey, uh, protecting the house. First of all, that comes with clearing the puck out of the net after that first chance so you don't have second chance opportunities. Um, and then also support coming down from the forwards to help those defensemen out to actually have an outlet. So that, that all kind of ties in together there nicely. And I think that's a good way to end the show here. Uh, make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, If you're a fan of any team, White Sox, Cubs, Bulls, Bears, uh, we got it all. We got a section, a podcast, and a crew of contributors for each team. Uh, Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and ONTAP Sportsnet. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, it doesn't matter. We would really appreciate that. So, Patrick, let's close this thing down the only way we know how. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.